0: on the Scott Thompson Show on AM nine hundred CHML. There is some, some wisdom floating about by the National Bureau of Economic Research suggesting that innovations in leisure, such as video games, is that leisure? I guess it is, are taking men out of the workforce. Call of Duty, Super Mario, removing people from the workforce. Theo Sellis is with us, registered family therapist, president of Integrity Works. Theo, can this be possible that Super Mario is keeping young people from getting out there and getting going? <laughs> <laughs> Another obstacle that fellow provides. As though, there, as though there aren't enough, right? I know. Well, look,
1: a um, couple things about this is that, um, first of all, you have to be careful about cause and effect. So, uh, are these young people, and increasingly, by the way, that's women as well. It's, uh, stereotypically, we think of the uh, young guy in the parents' basement. But um, you know, research has shown that about 50% of gamers are now women, so that uh, females are catching up. But you got to be careful about cause and effect. So the question is, um, are there jobs out there that these people can get? Uh, are they considered to be good enough jobs for these people to get? So is it an absence of jobs is leading to people to come home uh, because they're having a hard time being independent, and then because they don't have employment, they're filling up their time playing video games. Um, but then, of course, the more time they play video games, the less likely they are going to be searching for jobs. So uh, it's kind of a circular thing as opposed to um, just, uh, it's the video games that's keeping people from working.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I gotta say my, my instincts that I'm not, I'm not an expert like you are, but I'll, I'll tell you, my instincts are that, you know, people go out there, maybe a little bit about some of the things we've been talking about on the show today. They go out, they're looking for work. They don't, they can't find the right job, the good job, whatever that is, according to their definition. Uh, they go back, and like all human beings, they want something to soothe them. and And I think things like video games are a soother. There's something to uh, to distract you a bit from that maybe the stress and anxiety of of looking for work, um, and and the worry of will I ever find work, and and will I ever you know make a good living, etc. Is that possible?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, a couple of things about that is. Um you know, one, you're right. So uh, a lot of these young people are not finding the kind of jobs that they wanted, uh, they want, and part of that is the expectation that, look, uh, if I go to university, if I go to college, then I should be able to get
0: a better career because that's what,
1: you know. So it's, it's always been told me. I, you know, yeah, that's I, always I,
0: been the promise.
1: That's that's been the promise, and so you know, I, I did. I went out and I and I went beyond high school and I went got myself a degree or diploma. And then it turns out that the best I could do is working full-time at the place so I was just working part-time at in order to support my university uh, efforts. So it's like, well, that's a drag. So now do I, you know, do I go back to that life or do I spend time comforting myself playing video games? And the more I play video games, again, the less likely I am to be out there pounding the pavement. But you raise the other point, the link between video games and, and mental health, there, for certain, is a correlation between more and more video gaming and mental health issues like anxiety and depression. And again, that's not a cause and effect thing. It's hard to say which. Where Where does that
0: start? So, which came first? You may, well, if where? you're ang- if you're anxious and depressed, do you go to the video games? It's not necessarily the video games causing you to be depressed and anxious.
1: Well, right, because let's suppose you have social anxiety, right? So yeah. it's hard for you to speak with people. It's hard for you to have confidence. Relationships are kind of challenging for you. Well, you can avoid that, and you can be in this other world where you don't really have to deal with people directly, and that's very soothing, and it kind of gives you a relief from the anxiety that you feel when you go out there and you have to actually talk with people. Um, So that helps you feel better. But then, you know, when you try to get out there, you have lost even more skills, social skills that you had. You've lost even more confidence that you have, so you're less likely to go out there and face those fears and develop some social skills that reduce your anxiety. And it's the same thing with depression. You know, people who are depressed, well, you know, they oftentimes don't have a lot of energy and they tend to isolate. Well, what's a great thing to do, quote-unquote, great thing to do when you're isolated? Well, you can play video games because you don't have to really connect with people. At the same time, that doesn't help you face your depression, and in the back of your mind, you know, you're kind of wasting your life, which leads you to feel worse, which leads you to withdraw more, which leads you to play more video games.
0: Yeah, um, I guess the, the video games are, are just, a, just a sign of a... Of a of a larger symptom which is i I, and this is delving into another another area but you're an expert we've got you on the line so i'm going to ask you the question the the idea that you know young people aren't getting started as quickly as they did a couple of generations ago does that's does that hold water is that what we're seeing is there sort of a um a delay in maturity, if you will, uh, and des- delay in desire to get going. I mean, when and, and it's always easy to say, you know, back in the days, my generation was blah, blah, blah. But we really were motivated to get out of the house. We hadn't, and maybe it's because we didn't have these things. You know, we didn't have a screen in in our hands and so on and so forth. But have people sort of slowed down on getting going?
1: Well, that that's, first of all, you make a good point. We didn't have those things in our hands, which would... Maybe delay our development. Um, I don't have a sense from young people that they necessarily uh, want to spend the rest of their life living in their parents' homes. I get the sense more that they have a a feeling like they need to or they have to, that they aren't capable or not able to be financially independent without having that.
0: Yeah, I think think a lot of them would like their parents to simply move out and leave them with the house (laughs) and and the (laughs) money maybe.
1: (laughs) I've had parents always be able to <laughs> get rid of their kids by actually selling the house up front from under them. So okay. it works that it works that okay. way as well. Then look, one of the big promises, like you know, the idea is that we we we've always well here. There's been this idea, and, and it's not a worldwide thing that we have to have kids move out of the house. I mean, lots of societies have these, you know, multi-generational homes, and that's just considered the thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, more traditionally here, it's been this idea that we raise our kids with the idea of them being independent. We're helping them be independent, and so when they get to the point of being independent, they go out. Well, you know, let's just look at a little bit of the cost of living now, moving out and having your own place. Now, compared to, say, 20 years ago, let's suppose you want to stay in the GTA, and let's suppose your dream was you always wanted to save and stay with your parents long enough to be able to put down a down payment on a home. Well, you're going to be staying with your parents now until you're about 70 before you're able to own a home. Right. kind of thing, right? So there are some social changes that are making it more difficult. For uh, younger people to get out there and do their own thing, because you know there's still that logic. Look, why do I? Why would I waste my money on an apartment? Let's put down some money towards a down payment, towards our future, and then we can maybe get married. And so I think the dream is still there. I just think that it's
0: delayed because of circumstances. But conversely, I've also heard about a trend. And correct me if I'm wrong. That that some young people or more young people are starting to uh, in in their mindset get away from the idea of having the big house and the two cars and the pool and all of that. And they're saying, no, no, we want experiences. We want to live in smaller spaces. We're happy to live in in smaller spaces and have fewer material things if we can go out in the world and maybe travel more, see more things or meet different cultures, that kind of thing.
1: I think that's a very helpful, helpful and healthy adaptation to circumstance as well. If you can't have it, then you might as well make yourself
0: and convince yourself that you should be happier without it. Yeah, they they might be smarter than we think. I mean, in, in in other countries, you you know this. They don't covet the material goods in the in the big house the way that we do uh, uh, here. They they covet time. They cover uh, covet quality of life and social socializing with family and friends.
1: Yes, they do. And also, it's partly because they may not have had the same opportunities as we had to amass what they would consider to be obscene uh, amounts of wealth. Yeah. But you're, but you're raised you know, the other point was, okay, so let's suppose you don't have or can't have as much because the dream was always, the idea was always you're supposed to do better than your parents somehow, whatever that means, but financially, you know, that was, you know, parents have always wanted to I've heard that from parents a long, long time, for my kids to be able to do better than me. Sure. Like push it forward, right? Yep. So let's suppose that opportunity is not there, and you raise the question of, well, you know, maybe we have to change our valuing from material things to things like community to relationships to experience. Now we're back to this whole video game thing and how that's interfering with those. And that, you know, brings up this whole, um, you know, new phenomena of video game addiction, so you know when you're addicted uh, because well, you should know when you're addicted because you aren't enjoying experience. You aren't enjoying relationships. You've lost connection with community. So now it's become not just a, a fun thing, a diversion. Now it's become the center
0: of your life. And is that? And I'm assuming that extends to social media. Have We coined the phrase social media addiction, Facebook addiction, uh, Instagram addiction, uh, all of that stuff, because everywhere I go, Uh, i see people sitting in in restaurants across a table from each other just banging away on their on their screens and not even looking at each other
1: well of course it is and then and then of course you know we but we are wiring our kids into that by giving you know kids two three four devices so we're plugging them into this sort of wireless network that's attached to their neurology and then uh, we end up being surprised that they spend more and more time feeling unhappy or having issues with diets or sleep problems or depression or you know lack of social skills uh, because all they 've been doing is been getting that sort of dopamine kind of reward through online uh, interaction
0: I have a funny feeling Theo that um, you 're never going to run out of business and that there are there 's going to be a massive need. For a lot of Theoceluses in the next uh, 10 to 20 years to deal with a lot of this stuff. That's just my, my feeling on it. It's a very kind of a depressing thought in a positive way. Well, not for you, because you'll have that big house and three cars that we talked about and and all the vacations and everything, so it's okay. That my son can live in, so there it'll you, work out. There you go. Theo Sellis, a registered family therapist, president of Integrity Works. Uh, uh, you can contact him at living1010 at hotmail.com. Thanks so much for this. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, Jay. Take care. Bye-bye. Theo Sellis. He's a smart dude. He really is. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.